Hi, this is Georgina Terry. Today I'm talking to Suzanne Gerard Eberly. Suzanne's a board certified sports dietitian and nutrition therapist from Portland, Oregon. Uh, she's also a former elite runner and avid road cyclist. And I'm talking to Suzanne today because she's written a great book called Endurance Sports Nutrition, the second edition actually of the book, and has a nice website appropriately called eatdrinkwin.com. Easy to remember and right to the point. Um, today we're going to talk about something I think everyone's interested in, and that's protein. Protein seems to be kind of overshadowed sometimes by concentration on carbohydrates. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. I think we're going to call this this the power of protein, Suzanne. And where do you want to go with this? What should we be talking about when we get talk about active women and cyclists and protein? Well, I definitely agree with you that protein gets overshadowed, and especially um, by, it's kind of um, a paradox, by active um, girls and women. So we definitely, um, as athletes, and this includes, you know, recreational athletes, we're not just talking about elite, you know, Mm -hmm. Olympic-level competitors, um, being physically active, particularly if you're training, um, increases or boosts our protein needs. And what and when we what we're looking for is lean quality protein. So not so much um, protein added to bars and drinks and you know kind of all this um, uh, attempts to to get an additional protein, but going for protein rich foods. So they supply uh, amino acids that we need and that. Um, some are oxidized during exercise, not for energy, but for other reasons, and to to help repair muscle damage, all those little um, micro damage that's done to the fibers, helps uh, support our immune system. And when we eat protein-rich foods, they help to sustain us, so we're not so hungry. You know, like. Yeah, I'd heard that. It's not that it really suppresses your appetite, but you just don't feel like you need to eat as much as you as you don't need to eat. <laughs> That's one way to say it. <laughs> well, the pro- protein will take it takes a bit longer, like compared to the carbohydrates, which give us energy, mm-hmm. um, and particularly quick energy when we when we need it. Um, protein will help to add some protein to your meal or snack. You know, peanut butter on that bagel or. Um, Sardines in the salad. Yes, exactly. Will help to sustain. Um, they're digested and absorbed slower that whole meal. And do they take more energy to digest than a carbohydrate does? Um, just just a little bit. Okay. Okay. But, but the big impact that you feel as a person is that your blood sugar stays stable longer. Mm-hmm. So if we only eat carbs, and this is what I see a lot, this. Um, and they can be really healthy carbs. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> a big carb-rich breakfast. Oh, I had um, cereal, even oatmeal, and um, fruit, and low-fat yogurt. Primarily, um, especially if you didn't have the didn't have the yogurt in there, would be primarily carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And so, by adding the protein, we don't feel so hungry like an hour, an hour and a half later. And then there might not be any healthy foods or snacks around. It's not lunchtime yet, or I don't have access to a snack. So really concentrating. I try to really work um, 
with girls and women um, on knowing which foods are protein-rich and then making sure they include some, um, at ideally at every meal, starting right at breakfast. Um, and there's only two food groups that are going to give us protein, and that's the uh, meat or the meat alternatives and the dairy. Or why do I think of dairy as being high in carbos? That's not necessarily true, is it? For some reason I think that. Should I not be thinking that? Um, dairy foods like milk and yogurt, because of the milk sugar, do have um, a fair amount of carbohydrate. And, it's, and some of the yogurts will have additional carbohydrate because they've added sugar or fruit sugar. to it. Now, cheese doesn't have, in, in cottage cheese, they don't have um, any appreciable carbohydrates, mm. mostly mm -hmm. protein-rich. Um, of course, we're also getting calcium and and riboflavin, but, um, you know, the yogurts are getting smaller these days. They're only about six ounces, and if you get a non-fat yogurt, you're right, you're going to get a pretty big boost of carbs. <laughs> so why not add an egg or two? Uh-huh. You know, do you think people are, egg. Do you think people get scared away by eggs because they immediately think, oh, cholesterol, I can't have an egg? They do. <laughs> that and there's fat in the yolk, and I say, yes, you're right. There is fat in the yolk, a mere five grams, as well as all the other nutrients that yeah. are really, or you know, supportive of of life. That's what they're in there for. And eggs are, Georgina, eggs are so they're inexpensive. They're they simple, taste great, <laughs> and they taste great. Yes, hard boiled or soft boiled egg. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, oh well, that is definitely when we. Um, do long hikes or mountaineer. Um, if I have a big, you know, cycling ride planned, we always get up a little bit early, and my husband makes the best scrambled eggs, and so it's scrambled eggs and toast, maybe some juice, and that's that's really sustaining. Not going to be hungry, you know, an hour later, just about the time you've arrived and you're ready to go, and then you've got these hunger pains. Which I've heard a lot of people say that's kind of a myth that you need to load up with a huge carbo breakfast before, say, a, a bicycle ride or something you're going on. It's probably a mistake to do that. Um, there's no reason to overeat, you know, to to cram it all in. To you know, ideally, you have been eating. Let's say this really is an, a prolonged endeavor for you. One that you would like to finish strongly, one that you want to f feel good while right. you're doing it. Right. That um, to start at least a day or two in advance. Let's just say, you know, let's start the day in advance. This is a, maybe a 50-miler for you, and that's the longest you've been in a while. That you would be really cognizant of just eating making sure you don't skip any meals or snacks the day before, you know, having a carb-rich dinner. And, again, there's no reason to stuff yourself. You can have a bedtime snack, milk and cereal. Mm -hmm. And that allows you, yes, definitely eat breakfast. But if you kind of set yourself up, then you don't have to be so worried that, oh, my gosh, I have to get this all in at breakfast because if I don't, you know, that's, good, that's the problem. Whereas it's very important um, and that way you can eat a reasonable amount. Mm -hmm. You still there? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I lost you for a minute there. Um, okay, so we were talking about 
good dairy sources of protein, cottage yeah. cheese, uh, eggs, that kind of thing. And then the other side of the protein equation was meat and non-meat items. So, and actually, um, you know, egg is, I know that we find our eggs in the dairy case, but they're not a dairy food. <laughs> okay. So, um, all the dairy foods come from a cow. So, milk, yogurt, cheese, you know, cottage cheese, they're made with milk. Um, eggs are actually over in the meat group. True. They come from hens. So, any, you know, I'm talking... Lean red meat, chicken, turkey, you know, without the skin. It can be pork, fish, eggs, and then beans and soy. Mm-hmm. Those are And those are the two, two big heavy hitters if you're following a vegetarian eating style. Yes, yeah. So it's very hard to be a healthy vegetarian if you are not eating beans and soy every now, day. Now, which beans? I mean... Green beans? What are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about the old, the dried beans or the legumes. So you okay. can have kidney beans, black beans, red beans, garbanzo beans, any and all of those. I always wondered about this. I mean, I go to the grocery store and I see all of those beans, and they have to be soaked for about eight hours before you can even cook them. Are we losing anything nutritionally if we just pick up a can of kidney beans or a can of garbanzos? I'm with you, Georgina, because we want to spend the time on our bikes, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we can buy canned, ready-to-go beans. Um, They're a little bit higher in sodium. A lot, though, these days you get with no sodium added, which is nice. No sodium added. If Depending on how you're using them, you can simply rinse them off. And as a, if we're really active, we need a little bit more sodium, so that would not be a reason to sh- to shy away from canned beans. So, you, you know, keep canned beans in your pantry. You can pop them open, heat them in the microwave, and then they're so versatile. They're great because you can toss them in the salads. You can do tons of stuff with them. Mm-hmm. And lentils are also very, they're quick cooking compared lentils. to beans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're very high in protein. Um, so we want to keep, we should have some of those on hand at, at all times. Because that is, uh, particularly if you're a vegetarian, those, that really needs to be built into your daily diet. So every day we need to have, uh, you know, good serving of beans. How, are there any, are any of the leafy vegetables or anything like that, do they contain protein at all? Or are we really limited pretty much if you're a vegetarian to beans and soy? Well, I want you to. I want all of us to eat our leafy green vegetables. However, <laughs> if you're counting on them for protein, I would be. I as your sports dietitian, I would be very worried. I'd have to eat a lot, huh? <laughs> yes, and they're full of, you know, the vitamins A and C, and they can give you some iron and bits of calcium. Except, I always try to make this simple for my um, clients that I'm working with. When I think protein, I want to immediately think. It's either in the meat group or in the milk group. Okay. And so we go, you know, do I want you to eat your three cups of veggies a day? Yes, I do. And we kind of nickel and dime our way to pick up protein, a little bit in the vegetables and a little bit in our grains, particularly our whole grains will have a little bit more protein. But the lean quality protein that comes with the iron and zinc, kind of packaged together the way 
nature meant it to be, yeah, are yeah. going to really be in the in the protein uh, in the animal foods. Okay. So meat and and milk. And if you're not going to do those, um, if you choose not to do those, then we'd have to um, have beans and soy, but every single day. You know, not okay. just beans a couple times a week. And um, so we're looking at tofu and tempeh, edamame. How about, does soy milk have enough to make a difference or no? Yes, soy milk has 10 grams of protein. Just want to make sure you choose a calcium-fortified yeah. You just soy made milk. me think of something when you mentioned the 10 grams of protein. How, how do I know how much protein I need? Is it based on my weight as well as my activity? Yes, based on, so roughly speaking, we'll say minimum you need at least half a gram of protein for every pound of body weight. Okay. So, and generally my active girls and women, I want them to be a little higher than that. So instead of 0.5, we'll say 0.6. Mm-hmm. Um, but 0.5 is very easy to start with, right? You can just take your weight. The math is easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for most women, that's going to equate to at least 50, 60 grams of protein a day. Right. Maybe up to, you know, 80, 85, 90. If, if, well, let me back up just a little bit. This is probably a silly question, but suppose you're overweight. I mean, suppose my weight should be 120 pounds and I'm 160. Should I eat protein for 160 or for 120? Is that going to help me lose weight? <laughs> so, yeah, this, you know, we don't want to, we, we don't want to feed the fat. Yeah. We want to feed, uh, we want to maintain lean muscle mass we have. So I wouldn't, we can't go overboard. So this isn't a license to, um, well, I'll just double up and have two hamburgers and right. bun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Think about a deck of cards. So meat the size of a deck of cards. Ah, small hamburger, nice small chicken breast. Okay. You know, the meat stacked in a sandwich. If you can visualize that deck of cards, that's about, for me, 20 or 25 grams of protein. Okay. So if I'm having, and this is one of my non-negotiable rules, I don't have too many, I have mostly guidelines, but to have some... Um, protein at lunch and dinner. And that's one of the ones that I try to get people to make just non-negotiable. Yeah. Let's say, oh, you know, but I can't eat that much at breakfast or, you know, by the time I've had oatmeal and some fruit, I, I feel full enough. So, okay, but at lunch and dinner, this pop of protein, we're going to shoot for like at least 20 grams, um, is non-negotiable. <laughs> like you said earlier, oh, you mean putting sardines on my salad. salad. So not just a plain salad, you know, not just um, grabbing, I don't know, a bagel or rice and veggies. Like you yeah. need to have the protein in yeah. there because that's really going to set you up um, for the second part of the day. Okay, okay. So 50 to 60 grams is for most women is, is going to be about a minimum, up to maybe, you know, 80, 90, depending on... Um, how tall you are, how much muscle mass you have, how active you are. Now, if you're dieting or trying to lose weight, you know, um, we definitely, your protein needs are a little bit higher. They're on the higher end. Because mm-hmm. if there's not enough carbohydrates around, your body will start looking to protein. 
to, uh, to break it down and to use it for what it would have used the carbs for. This is not an ideal scenario. It's like almost like burning the candle at both ends. Right, right. So this is uh, this is the problem that active women get into when they when they don't do enough carbs. Um, if they don't carbohydrate load before their endeavors, if they don't if they're not doing the drinks or the gels or you know foods like it could be fig newtons, it could be dried fruit, whatever you can tolerate while you're on the bike. Because this is not a time to be skimping on carbs when you're actually on the bike, because because then your body will be looking to to protein, and it, and the only reserves we have are protein, our our muscles and our organs. So you can start to break down your own <laughs> protein reserves. This is not this is not the scenario you want. That you know, Georgina. This also happens when people go long periods of time without eating. Hmm. And they'll he'll say, "Oh, I'm not hungry. Um, I just got so busy, I didn't eat." And you are starting to break down. Um, body is starting to kind of resort to using protein for fuel, and that's not a good thing. We want to use our carbs and our and our fat for fuel. But um, what about you? Always hear that after a, a really active session, say on the bike or something, there's there's a, a window of opportunity after the ride for getting a perfect mixture of carbs and proteins. Is, is there anything to that, what the perfect ratio is? I mean, if you just sit down and eat nothing protein, does it matter? Should should there be an optimal ratio? The um, Well, the hierarchy always is, like if you're not going to do anything, at least replace the fluids that you lost, right? So at least everybody's pretty much, oh, I know I need to drink water. But then the hierarchy is, so after fluid, is carbohydrate. So it's, it's the carbohydrate window. And ideally that first 15 to 30 minutes when you get done following intense exercise or, again, it, this is a long ride for you. Right. You know yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it isn't for the, your friend or the others in the group or, hey, even last year, but, you know, you had a break, you're coming back. This is your longest ride to date. And you know you went into the well. Um, there's the carbohydrate window. So get the fluids in, get the carbs in. And and we do know now that a small amount of protein is very beneficial at this time. Also to help jumpstart the process of, of getting those amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein, back in. And the, the perfect ratio, scientists, we don't know that. There's lots of discussion still, but... Generally, we think it's about um, four to one. So it would be four grams of carbohydrate to one gram of protein. So it's only a small amount of protein. It's about eight or ten grams. Here, too, I mean, you could go out and you can buy a lot of prepackaged drinks and bars mm -hmm. that have this four to one ratio. Would you say, yeah, you could spend a lot of money doing that, or you can just reach for uh, a glass of orange juice and... Uh, <laughs> back to the sardines or the tuna fish or whatever to do it. <laughs> and you know what has, if you want the perfect, this perfect four-to-one ratio is chocolate milk. Ah, uh, I've heard that a lot, mm -hmm. but isn't it really high in sugar? Or well, doesn't it matter at that well, point? Well, what, right, what do we need? We need fluid, and, and chocolate milk is basically, it's mostly water. Yeah. yeah. And the carbohydrates are coming from milk sugar, and there is a there is an additional 
get the chocolate flavor. Oh, but, of course. But you also get calcium and riboflavin, and here you get this quality protein. And um, yeah. it's very accessible, right? If you're, right, any if store. You're, yeah, if you're ending up at, at the mini mart, right, uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what can you reach for? You, and you can also do, there's banana-flavored milk and strawberry. It's a real food. Yep. Yeah. And it helps you meet your, we all need three servings of calcium-rich foods a day. It goes, this is a very big um, strategy among a lot of the, um, particularly ultra runners who who um, really can struggle with their stomachs, much more so uh-huh. than, say, cycling, uh-huh. is what goes down and stays down uh-huh. are um, milk. So you could do a you know, low-fat smoothie, a low, uh, low-fat milkshake, but chocolate milk. Or flavored milk. Mhm. I want to go back to something that you said early on in this discussion. We were talking about carbs and proteins, and you mentioned the need to keep uh, your blood sugar levels stable. And I guess carbohydrates can kind of make that jump around a little bit, whereas proteins wouldn't. If I'm on the right track, what, where I was really kind of going with this, whether I, you can straighten me out, is do older athletes have more difficulty with blood sugar stability than younger athletes? Does it change as you get older? Um, I mean, cause you, see, you, know, you seem to hear about older people running into diabetes more frequently than younger people. I know I guess some of that can be related to weight, but I wondered if age was a factor. Well, um, we, we say that diabetes is kind of like aging speeded up. So, you know, as we all, um, as we all get older and wiser... <laughs> Um, we Hopefully. would do we would do well to tune into um, the signals you know that our body is sending us that yeah. we may have convinced ourselves that oh we feel okay if we skip lunch or you know we go these long periods of time between you know our meals and our planned meals and snacks or we just eat junk we just eat junk you know, so um, a lot of um, well. I think we're really talking about type 2 diabetes and that people um, struggle with that is, is primarily because they're unfit. We see it as, oh, yes, they're overweight, um, you know, they're, or they're fat. Or, but in general, it's very hard to separate the two, is that they're unfit. Mm-hmm. So that they don't, um, their cells are not as responsive um, to moving the carbohydrate, getting into the cells where it needs to be so it stays in their bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the age old is, well, if they lose weight, then that would that whole process would work better. But, but you really, can lose weight and still be unfit. You, exactly. So you might as well just work on being fit. And that will kill two, two yes. birds with one stone, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And there is some genetic... You know, some people have a genetic predisposition. Sure. We tend sure. to make, um, you know, the it's really the insulin, how sensitive you are to insulin, which is the hormone, which helps to move carbohydrates out of your bloodstream into your cells. Um, and it works, and we want it to work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that can get a little more sensitive, or the other way is that your cells don't respond to the insulin. So your body has to overshoot, and it makes more insulin. And again, this is the the biggest prevention and or first line of treatment is to is to be fit, is to be as fit as possible. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this has been great food for thought. No pun intended. <laughs> as always, um, 
Power I learned protein. a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so minimum 50, 60 grams a day okay. of lean quality protein. You yeah, know, not, okay. not in the form of just added to bars or, or you know, shakes, but as nature intended it. And the, and the protein-rich, um, the vegetable-rich foods, the plant-rich sources are going to be all the beans, all the dried beans and okay. lentils and the soy foods. Okay. And so we all want to have, as, you know, we will all want to include those foods, but particularly if you're a vegetarian, to have those daily. And it's non-negotiable, but to have a pop of protein um, at lunch and then again at dinner, so that at least 20 grams of of um, protein. Have that on your plate. Perfect. All right. I'm ready for a workout now. That's right. We are. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Well, uh, let's do this again sometime in the future and pick another topic uh, because all of this is, is just terrific information and I think beneficial for everyone who listens to it. Yep, and that's exactly how my book is written. Very, um, very let's, let's go apply the science. Yeah, I, you know, as we were talking, I was thumbing through a copy of Endurance Sports Nutrition, and there, there really is a lot of great information in here. And you're right; it's uh, here are the facts. Here's what should, we should be doing: no fads, no nothing. This is this is the truth mm-hmm. right here. I tell my clients, we don't, you know, we don't live in the perfect world; we live in the real world. So, you know, so let's just get the job done. And... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. Well, thanks again. This has been terrific, and I really appreciate your taking the time to do this. Thank you. Best of luck with everything. 